The country of Indonesia. Do they like me in Indonesia? 100% confident Indonesia will prevail. Hi, I'm Anissa Beta, and welcome to the Talking Indonesia podcast. Digital literacy is more important now than ever as the pandemic has unfortunately entered its second year, and the political and cultural contests in Indonesia have become more intense on social media. Misinformation and hoaxes are everywhere. Being digitally literate entails not only the ability to use digital devices and platforms, but also the capacity to ethically engage with other users online. Digital safety and privacy are also important. And of course, the capacity to understand whether information is true or reliable. But just how digitally literate are Indonesians? In this episode, we are talking to Dr. Novi Kurnia, who is a lecturer at the Department of Communication Science at Faculty of Social and Political Sciences, Universitas Gajah Mada, Yogyakarta, and the founder and coordinator of Indonesia Digital Literacy Network, or JAPOLIDI. Dr. Kurnia, or as I call her, Mbak Novi, earned her doctorate degree from Flinders University, South Australia, in 2014. Welcome to the podcast, Mbak Novi. Hey Anissa. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Mbak uh, Novi, you and your colleagues in Japolidi, along with the Ministry of Communication and Information and Cyberkreasi, just published four very important modules on digital literacy in April this year. Could you tell us about the motivations behind the publication of the modules? Okay, Anissa, let me start with the historical context of Jabilidi. Jabilidi is a community of uh, Indonesian digital literacy activists that established in 2017. Since 2018, a year after that, we uh, kind of already published until now 14 digital literacy guidance or module books with different themes. Uh, this book written by eight universities, some authors from eight universities that also become JAPLID members, and work with Cyberkreasi as well, National Digital Literacy Movement. So actually, we already produce several modules, but very specific themes. In 2020, actually, we plan to have kind of workshop and also module production that more general and also can be used in nationwide. But because of the pandemic, then we changed the plan. We haven't uh, conducted the workshop and also the module production, but we are focusing in 2020 in uh, producing campaign uh, digital media contents to prevent the disinformation on COVID-19. So this year, when we meet Cominfo and also Cyberkreasi that have uh, intention to make or to have a collaboration with Jabilidi to produce uh, digital literacy modules. So we are agree to work with them because it's similar with our intention. There are four themes in the modules and also four modules. Digital skills, digital culture, 
digital ethics and digital safety. These four themes are kind of the competency area in digital literacy that can be used as a basic modules that now be implemented in nationwide. Japelidi are interested in this collaboration in a module production in four themes, digital skills, digital culture, and digital ethics, and digital safety as part of the national programs on digital literacy movement and also trainings. This movement or trainings on digital literacy competence that we call it Indonesia Makin Cakap Digital, the program names, is announced and published by or launched by Presiden Jokowi in 20th of May in Hari Kebangkitan Nasional. So the reason why we are interested in join the collaboration because module is a part or is a tools for digital literacy trainings or programs that can be conducted in Indonesia because we know that digital literacy is part of the problem solution in digital society uh, in dealing with several problems like disinformation, cyberbullying, and then the radicalism, online radicalism, human trafficking, leaking of uh, private data also becomes a very important problem now. Uh, before we move on uh, to further questions, could you explain to our listeners what does digital literacy mean exactly? Okay, so there are a lot of information or a lot of definition about digital literacy actually. But in Jabilidi, we have kind of convention and not only convention, but actually uh, during 2017 to 2018, we already discussed about what is digital literacy means to us. So for Jabilidi, digital literacy means not only about uh, being able to operate tools or in technical or technology ways like computer and mobile phones, but also the ability to adapt with the tools and all in particular circumstances. In other words, we see that uh, digital in part of digital literacy is also about how the process of mediation or we can say also mediated action, uh, especially when we interact with people, and also accomplish particular social practices is important. That's why in Japilidi, uh, we formulate uh, our own digital literacy competence. So for us, uh, to be digital literate means you have to know how to access digital media. You have to know how to understand the content and also the context of the digital media. You have to know how to select the information and also the source of information. You have to know the distribution of information. You have to have to mitigate the risk if you would like to distribute or to share information. You have to know how to produce information that important for others and also accurate. You have to know the analyze of the or you have to analyze the information you have to verify you have to evaluate and also the most important thing is you have to participate in your community as well as to collaborate 
We call it 10 kompetensi digital literasi Jepelidi or 10 digital literasi kompetisi uh, based on Jepelidi. So this competent, this 10 competence, we exercise in several programs that already conducted by Jepelidi. We also produce in the modules or books that I also mentioned before. We also use it for the research. We already measure the digital literacy competence of Indonesian uh, society. We also use also uh, in part of the four modules that produced with the Ministry of Communication and Information. And also we kind of implement it when we dealing with the uh, campaign of this epidemic uh, during the pandemic. So, Not only technical, but there are several competence you have to know when you would like to be uh, called digital literate. So there are four quadrants that uh, can be used as the space for the 10 competence, consuming digital literacy functional, consuming digital literacy critical, prosuming digital literacy Fungsional and prosuming digital literacy critical. So there are kind of functional and critical thing, and that's all should be together, yeah. So the competence should be owned by digital media users to be uh, competence to in and also literate. Right. So I wonder, uh, from your knowledge or based on your research with your colleagues uh, in Japolidi, what's the current state of digital literacy in Indonesia? Um, I mean, how literate are Indonesians? So, how literate are Indonesians? There are several research that already uh, measure that competence, like uh, in the book that called Status Literacy Digital Indonesia 2020, uh, this is produced by Kata Data Insight Center and Cominfo or the Ministry of Communication and Information uh, with different measurement or with different instrument. But I think it's not far with our, our JPLED result of the research. It says that the information and uh, the sub-index information and digital literacy is the kind of the lowest score but the biggest score is the uh, here in this research uh, the biggest score will be communication and collaboration but actually it's still in the middle little bit more than middle but not high the if the score is between one to five then the score is in between 3.17 until the highest one is 3.66 and in jabilidi research that conducted in 2019 with 2280 respondent in 18 indonesian regions uh, it's it's found the research funds that the best Competent is access, how to use the technology. The lowest competent is collaboration. And also it shows that participation and collaboration that kind of the prosuming critical is the lowest than the uh, consuming critical and consuming functional and presuming 
functional. So in general, it says that the critical competence is less than the functional competence. So that's why disinformation uh, or we call in Indonesia hoax can be easily spread in Indonesia because their critical competence from the analyze, verify, verify and evaluate and also collaborate and participate is lower than other competence like to access, to select, to understand, to produce and to distribute information. Right. Uh one of the four modules uh, is actually on ethics, digital ethics, or ethics in using digital media. Could you share with us a bit about why ethics play an important role uh, when people use digital media? Yes, I think ethics become problem. Uh, we call it netiquette or etiquette in on the net. Yeah, that now also a problem and you can see in the last few months research by microsoft there is data that shows indonesian is the worst in terms of ethical in other southeast asian countries why ethic is important in using a digital media because first internet penetration in indonesia is really huge in general, people use uh, internet about seven to eight hours based on several reads, uh, several research, about three to four hours used by social media. That's why people tend to be commentators. Yeah, uh, most of them try uh, tends to be commentators uh, in social media, and that's why uh, the second one their behavior is also shown in their digital interaction with other media social or social media users in these habits or in this behavior the people tends to kind of uh, use the false freedom yeah they think that with social media they really really free to say everything they forget that freedom doesn't mean like that freedom doesn't mean that you can be harsh to other people sometimes the uh, netizen uh, like address not only harsh comments but also cyberbullying based on personal uh, opinion or personal uh, belief. Mm, right. You spoke about violence and cyberbullying. So, and you also have a module on digital safety, uh, one of the publications, right? Yes. Uh, what does digital safety entail, actually, Benovi? Okay, so digital safety actually is not only about uh, our data but also others others can be uh, others that people that we don't know but also others family or friends so actually uh, digital safety is very important in uh, nowadays yeah especially in indonesia because we still uh, waiting for the undang-undang perlindungan data pribadi or the personal data protection because 
maybe in several other country they already have rule uh, the for the regulation on personal data but in Indonesia in Indonesia not yet we already have the draft but it hasn't ratified yet but it's important right now because in digital era most of the data of personal like health data or maybe uh, employment data or maybe kind of voters data owned by several organization mostly government or but sometimes also uh, owned by private sectors like when we use social media then our personal data become uh, the source or in the source of the platform that we are uh, signed in but there is not yet a protection on this uh, personal data wherever the data is so the leak of private data in indonesia is still difficult to be handled uh, like now when there is a data leak so there is no uh, there is not yet maybe yeah, there is not yet a good protection on dealing if for example if my data is leaking then how i can uh, have a guarantee for the government when it's leaking and what's the how then later on how to prevent the data leaking so there is still a, a big homework for indonesian because uh, Digital safety is not only about how to protect our data itself, but how to protect others' data. And it's not only about our data, but also the maintenance of data itself. And in the module, we focus on not only about the bigger context, but how to prevent in individual face or in, in individual choice so in our our module in digital safety we uh, invite the readers and also actually indonesian citizen to understand that we have to know which data that is personal and to be protected and which data that can be used as a public data for example Uh, if I'm a lecturer, then my name, my workplace, my uh, expertise maybe can be public data. But my health condition should be private data. My family health condition, my family privacy or personal data should be protected. Yeah, so... That's uh, the first one that we offer uh, that the readers and also Indonesian citizen uh, can differentiate between the personal data that can be used in public and personal data that should be protected. And we also invite them to know several issues like how to understand the privacy settings in digital devices how to protect digital identity including in this module we also uh, give kind of uh, understanding and also tips to understand the digital safety for children because sometimes uh, like parents in terms of sharing they offer sharing offer share about 
their children since they are baby and they forget that the children have the rights to know about uh, the information that shared by their parents. So there are several issues that we offer in the digital safety is not only technical but also a bigger picture on digital safety as a nation uh, or as a citizen and also in terms of a small picture in family especially in protecting children uh, digital data yeah, or personal data. So based on your research what would be the easiest way to improve digital literacy for people in Indonesia or perhaps globally? Based on my research and also my experience since 2016 yeah, until now, it's not easy to answer the easiest ways because there are a lot of ways to improve digital literacy for people in Indonesia or globally as well. The first one, we have to be always conducted uh, research because based on research, then we know how to choose uh, the suitable programs for specific kalaya, for specific specific audience. Yeah? Uh, kalaya is audience in Indonesia, specific theme, or also we have to know the uh, kind of the measurement or the score of digital literacy competence. So we know how to later on improve it. And besides research, we have also to have a lot of various programs like uh, conducting the training or workshops on digital literacy that should be uh, targeted in various groups. In our four modules, we mention the limitation because in our module, it seems that it's a kind of the basic modules that easily to be used in Indonesian, uh, especially big cities. But we have to have the attention to specific target groups for the next program. Specific target groups like uh, women, uh, seniors or old citizens, children, uh, people with disability, as well as LGBT actually, because they are still marginalized in the digital literacy program. In UGM, we try to focus on women since 2018, like in the research, the training, and also other programs we focus on women actually but still other targets should be also uh, what is that should be also uh, to be part of the digital literacy programs in the future uh, other things is uh, that very important the problem of digital literacy kind of uh, getting intense yeah lately so the program should be also uh, getting intent as well. And the collaboration between communities, government, academician, uh, media, and uh, also international uh, organization should be uh, improved. Because it's not easy to deal with big problem in 
digital era right now when we conducting by ourselves. JAPLED itself kind of a collaboration of digital activists that mostly are academician, uh, but it's still not enough because we have to work with government, we have to work with other communities, we have to work with also media, we have to work with other uh, institutions because we would like to extend our uh, activities to create digital literacy agents or the we kind of uh, providing agency so it's not only to the end user but also to the agents that's why the module is uh, created because we would like to have agent to uh, extend our knowledge and also the experience uh, that can be used in Indonesia and uh, perhaps globally yeah because we also work with international uh, organization as well especially right now in dealing with this uh, pandemic or disinformation that related in with the uh, pandemic or COVID-19 so the homework is still allowed to do and uh, other thing that very challenging is not only collaboration but about sustainability because there are some communities that work in digital literacy but they work only in temporary time and then because it's getting harder and then they stop to act so jbld aims to sustainable yeah uh, but it's not easy but we we are eager to to do our biggest effort to keep our sustainability to make it more intense and to produce more or various programs that can be uh, part of the solution. And we would like as well to make it sustainable and uh, we would like to be part of the problem solution in digital literacy movement in Indonesia. That was excellent. Uh, and it's been great having you in the episode, Mbak Novi. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Anissa. I hope it can uh, be a new knowledge for other people and maybe also can inspire others to do something that very real, yeah? Like uh, doing digital literacy for yourself and then for others. Of course. Thank you. That was my talk with Dr. Nofi Kurnia, who is a lecturer at the Department of Communication Science at Universitas Gajah Mada, Yogyakarta. And she's also the founder and coordinator of Indonesia Digital Literacy Network, or JAPLED. The digital literacy modules they recently published can be accessed on literasidigital.id. Talking Indonesia returns on the 24th of June with my co-host, Dr. Dave McCray. You can find Talking Indonesia at Indonesia at Melbourne blog and wherever you get your podcast. This has been Talking Indonesia podcast with me, Anissa Beta. Bye for now.